Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. young teacher, there were a lot of things that I felt wildly underprepared for. A lot of things like behavior, classroom setup, staff training. Oh my gosh, there was a lot. I kept being like, did I miss some classes in college? Like I know I had a good time, but like I attended all my classes. But honestly, a lot of undergrad programs and master's programs too really don't prepare you for some of the realities of running a self-contained classroom that are so essential, things like classroom setup and staff training, like I said. But along with that list, one of the things that I felt very unprepared for, this surprised me a little bit later into my teaching career because I really didn't have to like deal with it at first. I was not prepared to teach reading. I wasn't. And I, pro- I for sure took classes on literacy and reading in college, but I wasn't prepared to teach reading to my unique learners. And this kind of flew under the radar for a while because let's be real, my first few years teaching, 
I one didn't have students that were ready to work on reading, but I was also like treading water, like reading and lesson plans weren't quite on my radar. It was like, how do I survive until 245? That those first few years were more about like classroom setup and getting some, you know, positive behavior change strategies going and like figuring out how the heck to work with my paraprofessionals and all that stuff. But once I got that foundation down, I had some new students that were readers and were emerging readers or had students that had the potential to become readers. And then I didn't know what to do. Also, I was teaching middle school. So it wasn't like, hey, just borrow the first grade textbook. Like it didn't work quite like that with a sixth grader. It felt really inappropriate to be grabbing a kindergarten workbook and working with a sixth grader. That And that wasn't like at his level anyways. But some of it was, but it looked babyish, but it was too, you know, overwhelming. It wasn't the right material. And it was really hard to figure out how to teach reading. And there wasn't, this wasn't something you could like Google and be like, how do you teach reading to learners with autism? And maybe some things would come up, but it was like very, very basic. And I did a lot, a lot of research within kind of the education literacy space, also in the ABA world, specifically within the precision teaching world on what are the ways to teach reading. And I was lucky enough to have a lot of years to practice and trial and with these strategies within my classroom and within my in-home practice, because at that point I was a BCBA, and figure out what really works and what really can be accessible for our students when it comes to teaching reading. And I became really, really passionate about teaching reading because I saw the opportunities that it brought my students. And it was really, I'm going to say amazing because I literally was amazed to watch students come into my classroom, maybe with minimal verbal language and not many of those prerequisite reading skills, and four years later, leave as a reader. I mean, the doors that opens for inclusion, for jobs, for community involvement, for everything. Literacy is not a choice. It's a necessity. You need to have literacy skills to be a contributing member of a community and of a household and of a workplace. And there's no time to ever stop trying to teach reading. And there's no point or age where it is too late to teach reading. Keep in mind, all of the learning that I did on how to teach reading was in a middle school classroom with sixth through eighth graders. I, as a teacher, didn't teach early childhood where it feels a little more natural because you can kind of pull from what the gen ed classrooms are doing. As a clinician, I've worked with younger students working on reading, but as a teacher, everything came from that middle school classroom, which I actually am grateful for now looking back because I got to figure out like the unique ways to create materials and to figure out how to work on things and prioritize goals and all that. So today I want to talk on the podcast about the three keys to teaching reading to learners with special needs. And I'm going to kind of give that a broader category here, learners with special needs. I think really just any student that is struggling to learn reading skills in the traditional way. What are kind of the three big picture overarching strategies you need to utilize? We're not going to get into the details today because... I can't do like a six-hour podcast, guys, I know. I know you'd love to listen to a six-hour podcast, but can't do a six-hour podcast. But I want to give you some big-picture goals 
to work on and to kind of get you started thinking about literacy. If you want to learn more about teaching reading, last year we launched our Roadmap to Reading course. And that course was a huge undertaking for me because it was really compiling years and years of research and current research and then all of the things that I learned through teaching and as a clinician and kind of compile, compiled into this you know course that really gives the whole process from start to finish of teaching reading from assessment to classroom setup to centers to strategies to instruction to data to everything. Um, we launched that course last year and we we're actually reopening it this winter. So if this has kind of piqued your interest on reading and literacy, that course is now available to join. So we're reopening that course um, and I'm gonna put the link in show notes if you have any um, interest or questions on that. But for now, let's talk our three keys to teaching reading to learners with special needs. Number one, I want you to start with the big picture goal in mind. And as I have been doing a lot of research on literacy and reading over the last few years, there are a lot of different philosophies on how reading develops, whether it's bottom up or top down, whether it's phonics based or whole word, there's a lot of kind of competing ideas here. But what all of these ideas have in common is that the end goal is functional comprehension. And I want to break down that phrase for a minute. Functional, the word functional, we use this word a lot, but like, let's get real specific on what it means. Functional means designed to have practical use or used to contribute to a, the development of a larger skill. So two things, practical use. Practical means I use it every day, right? And then contribute to the development of a larger skill. So something functional would be like number identification because it's going to fall in both, right? I use number identification every single day. When I go to pick up my to-go order at Chick-fil-A, maybe they say, actually Chick-fil-A doesn't do this. I go somewhere to pick up my to-go order, Target, and I get there and I have my, my order from Target. I'm doing drive-up pickup and they tell you in the app, what spot are you in? And I have to look up and say, I'm in spot number three. And I type it in the app and I click submit. I need number recognition, right? I use numbers every day. I also need numbers to contribute to bigger skills that I know. I know how to add. I know how to multiply. I know how to subtract. I know how to count in multiples. There are other things that number identification leads to. So that is obviously a functional skill. So we want to think about all of our comprehension and all of our goals are, is it functional, practical use, and contributing to a bigger skill. All right, so we broke down functional, and then we have comprehension. Comprehension is understanding what we read. So this is the end goal of reading, understanding what we read in a functional way, practical, leading to bigger skills. So we want to think about and assess every single thing you are doing within your literacy instruction and reading instruction. Is this leading to functional comprehension? And what that goal is over time will change as your student gets older because that functional goal of what's practical every day and what those big skills you're teaching, they're going to change. But you want to be constantly assessing, is this functional and will this lead to comprehension? If, for example, phonics is not leading to comprehension in the way you thought, then don't teach phonics anymore. If the strategies you are using are not practical and not going to be used every day, then don't teach it anymore. Think about what is going to lead to functional comprehension. 
And I'm going to take a quick detour here on this topic because as a former teacher and as a clinician, I've had a lot of students who have much higher reading fluency than they have reading comprehension. Maybe they can fluently read on grade level. They can pick up the grade level text. They can read all of it, but they have very minimal comprehension. And I bet some of you have students that are in a similar boat. Message me on Instagram if you do. I bet you have students that are in a similar boat that have really high reading fluency, but not really high comprehension. And I always was kind of stuck in this, like, well, what do I work on? Do I work on the fluency level or the comprehension level? My big, huge answer, non-gray area answer is you work at the comprehension level. That's great that they can fluently read at grade level, but you're going to work at their comprehension level at all times because the goal is comprehension. Yes, it's very impressive that I can read out loud from the Journal of Molecular Biology, but I can't comprehend it. I need molecular biology for dummies to comprehend it. So start at the comprehension level and work from there. Okay, so number one, have the big picture goal in mind, which is functional comprehension. Number two, organization. Ooh, I bet this one surprised you, right? You thought I was going to like go something on like fluency or vocabulary. No, no, no. We're taking a different, going a different route here. So number one, we're embracing our big picture goal. Number two, organization. I did a poll with over 200 teachers last spring about the hardest thing of teaching reading. And the number one answer was being able to have the right materials and resources when you need them to implement reading instruction. That was the number one roadblock was organization. And the the reason that this is so hard, especially in that self-contained or resource room classroom, is you probably have students that are at all different reading levels. How do you bounce between teaching pre-reading skills and letter identification to five minutes later teaching a letter M book and working on character traits? I mean, the sheer amount of stuff that you need, right? When you are teaching like six different grade levels worth of content in your classroom is incredibly overwhelming just on the materials, but then you have to have systems to find the stuff when you need them. Your resources, your data sheets, your activities have to be accessible. And if you want to accomplish a lot in a short amount of time, organization and efficiency is key. This is why it's literally in my top three keys for teaching reading. You can have the most amazing instructional strategies, but it's not going to matter if you're not organized to be ready to utilize those strategies when your students are there with you. I highly recommend a center-based classroom or a center-based reading block and organizing students by level, and then you got to be super organized. So when your students are there with you and you have 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is with them, you can make the most out of every single minute. This is something I talk a ton about in our roadmap to reading course. All right. Number two, organization that surprised you. Number three will not surprise you. Number three is a comprehensive approach. So in doing a lot of research on reading and really leaning into the science of reading, which is where a lot of school districts are moving towards and really kind of the field is moving towards this comprehensive approach is really key. So the skill of reading includes five different components. It includes phonemic awareness, word identification, fluency, vocabulary, and comprehension. Those five things work together and they need to be taught together. 
if we teach those things in isolation, we're not going to embed that generalization of how to become a fluent reader while learning new vocabulary and working on comprehension. So we need to work on all five of those components, but we also have to work on them collaboratively. I highly recommend this comprehensive approach being done through three different types of instruction, guided reading groups, fluency instruction, and direct instruction. So basically, let's keep it simple. You're going to work on five things in three ways. You're going to work on the five components of reading in three different ways, guided reading groups, fluency, and direct instruction. I really believe when you use this like trifecta, guided reading groups, fluency, direct instruction, you hit everything. You get the opportunity for that collaborative learning and guided reading groups where you really focus on comprehension and fluency and all those great things. Direct instruction is going to let you really hone in on what that student is struggling with. You're going to get your fluency, you're going to get your fluency and your vocabulary, phonemic awareness, your word identification really strong there. And then your fluency instruction is going to help you with Fluency, vocabulary, phonemic awareness, it's going to build everything. It's going to build all of those skills to be automatic. And that's what we want. We want these skills to be automatic so they can be used readily when we are reading. I think guided reading groups, fluency, and direct instruction really work together and give you this multi-tiered approach that is so successful. So my three keys for teaching reading. Number one, Embrace the big picture goal of functional comprehension. Number two, be organized. And number three, use a comprehensive approach. If you um, love teaching reading as much as I do, stay at it. Your kids are so lucky to have you. If you are feeling overwhelmed by teaching reading, no, you are not alone. It's overwhelming and it's hard. Um, I highly recommend you check out my Roadmap to Reading course. We also have some amazing toolkits that took us like months and months to make that have these really great passages with activities all um, aligned um, professionally by Lexile. So those are really powerful and we've got a lot of great tools included in the course. Um, Keep at it. This is like all about the process. Our goal here is progress, not perfection. As with everything, you're never going to be the perfect reading teacher, but you can always kind of get to that next step, next step every single day. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum, Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.